Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA, featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before we get to today's guests, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors. And these are companies that provide a tremendous amount of financial support for our association so that we can continue to be the strong advocates uh, for the real estate finance industry that we are before the California State Legislature and our regulators. Um, so I wanna thank this year's President's Council sponsors, which include AmeriHome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Guild Mortgage, Incelerate, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all so much for your support in 2023. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and that brings me to today's guest. I'm very happy to welcome Robin Wright from Wright Finley Zach to connect. Robin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I uh, I was very happy. I know Robert Finley's been on here a couple of times, so I was really happy that we could bring bring you on to connect. Um, I do always like. I think it's interesting to hear how people kind of got into the mortgage industry. So can you tell us your story of how you got into uh, financial services? Sure. Well, my family comes from real estate. My dad was a small developer, property manager, my mom was partner. Uh, I got my real estate license at 18, my first home and mortgage at 25. So I was kind of dialed in to the whole uh, mortgage in industry at an early age. Uh, I still track homes while I was in college and in law school. Wow. And when the real estate market crashed, I happened to have also passed the bar. So it was the perfect time to transition into the practice of law. Uh, my first real job coming out of law school was at Shapiro Miles. That was in 93. And um, it was a one-stop shop for lenders. You know, we provided foreclosure, bankruptcy, eviction, and civil litigation services. Uh, my first position there was the foreclosure attorney. And um, from there, I, I was the foreclosure and eviction managing attorney. And uh, that's where I met Robert Finley, because I hired him out of law school to be uh, one of our uh, eviction attorneys. Um, from there, I went to managing attorney of the office, managing attorney of the satellites, um, eventually became a partner and with Robert Finley as well. And um, Robert and I and another partner left, started right Finley and Zach in 2002. And I assumed the managing partner role. 21 years later, the title and the duties stuck. And so did our firm's focus, which is providing legal services to the mortgage banking role. That's great. You know, I've known you for so many years. I did not, I did not know that uh, your family came from real estate development. That's interesting. It's a good way to, uh, so many people have so many interesting stories as to how they got into this mortgage business, but uh, that's uh, definitely on one track your whole uh, your whole career, right? It's destiny. <laughs> so uh, recently, when uh, you and I connected a few weeks ago, I was so happy to see that you have been nominated for one of the five finalists to win the 2023 Women 
and Housing Leadership Award in the category of Diverse Ownership at the 20th Annual Five Star Conference in Dallas. So congratulations on that. That is incredible. Well, thank uh, you. How, how did that news, how did you react to that news? Well, I was a little surprised that my colleagues would shine a light on me, especially since they know um, I'm not a big fan of drawing attention to myself, um, nor do I think I'm remarkable in any way. But um, I began to think about it from the perspective of what you know a nomination should mean to me and you know other women trying to make their way in the legal field and in the mortgage banking industry. Um, so I started looking at some statistics of women-owned firms and women managing partners, and I saw that being a female managing attorney or managing partner rather at a law firm is not that common. About 12% of managing partners are wow. um, female, and you know even less so. For CEOs, and I thought, you know, that's really crazy. I know. Um, so, if anything, I'm grateful that the nomination may bring to attention to the fact that there's still not enough women in these higher-level decision-making positions. Uh, also, with this nomination, and upon some reflection, there's a part of me that hopes that my role as managing partner influenced some of some other women at the firm or wherever um, to feel safe and empowered enough to excel in decision-making positions. So at our firm, right, Finley and Zach, most of our equity partners are women. Most of our partners overall are women. Um, most of our department managers are women. And I'm not sure what that says about our firm, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very happy for you. Very well deserved. Uh, definitely not um, not an easy industry to be in, and the legal field is not an easy industry to uh, navigate either. So, congratulations to you. I uh, I agree with you that it is um, shockingly no low number of women who are in managing roles. Um, and as you know, the California MBA a couple of years ago, I started a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee really to kind of, as you say, kind of shine a light on the fact that we need more diversity in the industry and um, how we can encourage and attract more people to the mortgage banking industry. I know that Wright Finley Zach has also been involved in several national associations promoting diversity. Um, can you talk about how that's, um, that involvement on those issues has benefited your firm or what, you know, what you've gotten out of that? Sure. Um, well, first of all, we're, of course, certified woman owned by the WBENC and that certification in itself has opened up you know doors to companies that you know are committed to a yearly legal spend um, to diverse and woman-owned law firms and you know these are companies you know, a lot of larger companies that um, probably wouldn't have given us a second look for our our, our certification so we're really um, appreciative of that. Um, another organization that we belong to and um, put time into is NAMWOLF. That's the National Association of Minority and Woman-Owned Law Firms. Mm -hmm. And this organization's mission is to promote diversity in the legal in profession um, by fostering relationships among the minority and woman-owned firms with, with companies. And the companies who are members, they're also committed to advancing the success of the diverse and women-owned firms. And there's many connections and networking opportunities um, that we have um, access to with these businesses. For example, I believe that um, in order for these companies to get free registration to the conferences, they commit to three to four interviews of law firms 
um, you know, during during the conferences. And these are great because you know not only are we getting access to um, companies who are looking to expand their diversity spend, um, but it also um, helps us with our interviewing you know skills that you know we're meeting these companies and they're interviewing us not because they're trying to check a box but because they're truly interested in um, you know what services you have to offer and they they want to help you succeed uh, so the networking is great it's also really nice to meet other law firms that are diverse or women-owned um, you know so we network with them because diverse and women-owned law firms want to help other diverse and women-owned law firms so um, it, it's just it's a good experience all around that's fantastic i will uh i'll keep you posted on this but the california mba we're going to be hosting an empower uh standalone event uh in california in 2024 down in orange county in your area um and you know this is really going to be a day of um you know bringing women together to um you know just network and and maybe some people who are our newer entrants into the industry to kind of help start their uh, their professional network. So I'll keep you posted on that. But definitely would love to see Robin. I might be hitting you up for uh, to participate in that level too and share your <laughs> leader. She's like, what am I getting roped into now? <laughs> uh, so what are some of the getting kind of you know back to you know legal trends? What are some of the legal trends that mortgage lenders should be paying attention to right now? But it really depends who you ask, um, at least at our firm. So, for example, Robert Finley, my partner, he's dealing with a lot of business purpose fix and flip loans right now. And so um, common trends that he's, he's seen is, is trying to re rework loan documents um, for certain details um, and some of the challenges that, you know, that are faced with these smaller lenders. Um, two big issues right now. You know, when and in what amounts can a lender charge default interest? That's an issue. And then also that Moon decision in BAP, uh, whether or not a lender or its servicer can enter into a forbearance or a mod with the borrower, um, you, know, you know, if the original broker is not involved. So those are issues that we're seeing. Um, as for compliance and regulatory, you know, Michelle Rodriguez and Michelle Muerzoir, you know, they head up our compliance and regulatory um, division. I call them the M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> um, what they see is um, issues regarding the LO comp rule, differentiating compensation based on in-house origination versus brokering to another lender to violate the LO comp rule. Um, failure to correctly round up figures on the loan estimate and closing disclosure. And then we still see clients getting dinged for incorrectly calculating or administrating odd days interest, a perennial favorite of the DFPI. Uh, another um, trend, FDCPA compliance, including Reg F, uh, updates to policies and procedures and avoiding collecting junk fees that are not you know, authorized by the loan docs. Um, yes, the CFPB, you know, it's recently identified junk fees as an area of concern. So we think we're going to see a lot more of that. And um, oh, enforcement of long dormant second deeds of trust, you know, that, that may be subject to statute of limitations. We don't see that as much in California, but in some of our other states. Mm -hmm. So that could be an issue. What I see, I see a lot of smaller lenders 
you know, taking their defaulted loans to the foreclosure trustee, um, but, you know, the foreclosure trustee, they're not an attorney and these small lenders don't have in-house. So they, they really need to um, make sure that they're following the pre-foreclosure rules, such as the homeowner bill of rights and, you know, everything that we have as it comes, as it pertains to acceleration. So we're getting a lot of that type of work. And then, um, I'm seeing more fraud in the origination and repurchase demands because of that um, origination fraud. So we, we assist lenders with um, the acceleration process and oddly enough, borrowers who've made misrepresentations on their loan applications still get the benefit of the homeowner bill of rights and the CFPB 120 day rule. So that's, that's what we're seeing now. So many things for uh, the mortgage industry to keep track of. It is uh, yes. often tell our mortgage quality and compliance committee members, I'm like, I don't know how you're a compliance officer in this industry. It seems so complex. And same with legal firms. It's like to keep track of all, all the things that lenders have to be paying attention to. You have a great group. We have the, the benefit of having several of your uh, staff uh, active with our association. So I, uh, I greatly appreciate that. And, um, you know, Wright Finley Zach's been a big supporter of the California MBA for many years in many capacities, not only legal issues, but on our legislative committee, regulatory compliance as well. Can you share why you're such a big supporter of our association? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but a couple of the more important ones to us are the CMBA legislative efforts, um, the regulatory outreach, and the educational content. Of course, the networking is also great. And um, you're often networking right in our backyard. I mean, literally, like downstairs in our courtyard, <laughs> you're there. So, um, yeah, no, it's been a great relationship for decades. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. And you do host the best networking events, I must say. <laughs> you're, I don't know what it is, but when your firm hosts it, I'm like, oh, there's going to be 60 people there. Like, hands down. <laughs> Well, Robin, thank you so much for being a guest on Connect. It was great having you on. It was great being here. Thank you so much, Susan. And thanks to all of you for joining us on Connect. To access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's mm -hmm. it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. <laughs>